This is Richard Cloutier Reports on 680 CJOB. There are still many key questions about the $3.9 billion takeover of Manitoba Telecom by BCE. Hi, I'm 680 CJOB's Richard Cloutier. I spoke with Bell CEO George Cope about the deal, what it means to MTS customers and what it may mean to those mobile subscribers who end up with TELUS. The second part of this deal sees a competitor take over up to one-third of MTS mobile subscriptions. Cope says there is a billion-dollar investment in Manitoba as a result of this deal. George Cope joins us now on 680 CJOB. Mr. Cope, many would say that this was done, this deal was sealed when the Manitoba government of the day back in 1996 decided to privatize MTS. There was an attempt, yes, to go national with Allstream, but that was not successful. First of all, thank you very much for joining us. And tell us about the art of this deal. How did it come together? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me here. Uh, you know, if your, your points are very accurate. I mean, the reality of it is uh, the fit for Bell and MTS, I think, is clear to a lot of people as they think about the history of the two companies, similar businesses, et cetera. Scale now mattering, you know, matters so much in this business for the customer. At the end of the day, it's all about the customers we all know. How it came together, really, it started with the transaction that allowed Allstream to not be a part of MTS. I mean, really, uh, we never saw an opportunity to bring these companies together until that particular asset wasn't part of the portfolio for MTS. We would not have been able to put it together. And quite frankly, our minds turned to the possibility at that point in time. And then it takes months to start doing our own work and, and uh, what would make the right the right timing and what would make the most sense. And when we looked at, you know, we've got a wireless business that's maturing, We've been successful with these broadband investments on the fiber side, and we looked at the opportunity here and said, you know, we can also not just make an acquisition, we can make a billion-dollar investment in the province, which we think will be important to everyone here to know that, you know, we're going to invest in the business. So it was time. Let's talk about the investment and what this means to consumers in a moment, because there are a lot of questions that people have as you sort this deal out, and especially the, the second part of this deal with TELUS. But to begin with, as far as then the art of the deal, you look at the regional players, the way I see this country is that now you really have three major players, maybe a fourth in, in Shaw and WinMobile at, at some point here. But uh, how do you see the world, Canada, the market dividing here now and in the years to come? Well, I think you see increased competition. I mean, one of the things people, it's interesting, we announced a billion dollars yesterday in this province, and we're going to take fiber to a home and to business, which is going to take people's broadband speeds up to 20 times what they have today, even in some of the fastest areas. I'm waiting in the next month. One of my competitors is going to announce something here. Like there will be more. What people really want to understand is how quickly our industry responds to this. So you're going to see, I don't know who it will be. I don't want to call it out, but there'll be something that comes also beyond us. So there's a lot of talk about, are we just investing? Well, if Bell puts $4 billion into the shareholders' hands through a transaction and a billion into a, a province, our competitors aren't sitting there saying, oh, no, it's Bell. They're saying, we've got to get moving first, So I think, or fast. And so I think that's what people will actually see. That billion dollars over five years. So what do we start to see 
in year one after the deal is approved. There's still some hurdles that have to, to right. you have to go through. But what do you see in that year one as far as service is concerned? Uh, there was some frustration in Winnipeg, especially among uh, business uh, customers, uh, residential customers. And there's a real gap in parts of rural Manitoba as well. There's a frustration that at times we can't even get proper 911 service. Right, so what this. do you do to address all those needs? Yeah, so a couple of things. Of course, we're, we're digesting here very quickly, but to be completely transparent, we've already had brought to our attention some wireless particular areas that aren't covered. Uh, don't know the, I can't give you the exact locations today because we've been talking about the last 48 hours, but some of those will definitely be covered right away. I can assure some of the customers on that front. What customers will see within the first year is some premises will have access to this glass or this fiber right to their home and to businesses. And, you know, you'll see that start to roll out within the first 12 months for sure people will begin to have access to that. And that, you know, starts urban and pushes itself out. And then, of course, you have the rural challenge, which isn't just for all the listeners, just a challenge in this province. It's a national challenge in all of our footprints. So pushing wireless, and we talked about that in our announcement yesterday, we're going to roll out what's called advanced LTE, which rather than the user worrying about the technical term, it doubles the speed on their wireless handsets and pushes those networks further out. And then we're going to have to build fiber to even the backhaul of all these networks. For the listeners who are thinking, okay, that's enough technology from this guy, you know, it really means for the customer uh, meeting the speed requirements and meeting the coverage requirements. That's what we have to do. And if we don't do it, our competitors will. And we're going to have to be even doubly uh, assured here of our execution because there'll be a lot of people saying, okay, this is, it's MTS, but it's Bell MTS. What does that mean to me? And people are going to have their, their heads up. And if we don't deliver, we're going to feel it. Part of this deal, the second part of this deal is with TELUS as far as about a third of the customer base on the mobile phone use. I reckon that is a matter of the opinion that you got from the competition folks that in order for this deal to to go through all the hurdles, you need to do that. For customers are wondering, well, am I going to be part of Bell MTS? Am I going to be part of uh, of TELUS? How is that all going to unfold? Yeah, well, I would say clearly to the customers, first of all, the customers got to come first in this for us. And if TELUS, who's buying some of the customers, doesn't deal with that, they're going to have issues to deal with themselves as well. We've got to unfold that and sort it out. To come back to, uh, and first of all, obviously I want to be careful, but it's our, one of our competitors, but they're a world-class competitor as well. So, you know, clearly that's part of what we're thinking here. But I would say the structure to divest some of the subscribers is a little bit around what you're talking about. You know, if you look at the position that some of the incumbent telcos have had, like Bell or MTS, their market shares are really quite significant. And we thought maybe a better way to get this to happen in an expedited way is if one of our competitors also came to the market. I think you can argue that's enhanced competition, right? And they're going to want to double their game down. And really, you know, to make something like this happen, I mean, it's interesting history. I was, I was telling some folks here this morning that Bell owned this company in 1908 and sold it to the government in 1908. So, you know, it took 100 years plus to get this back and get this asset rolled back in, and the world's changed and it's time to. But we were going to have to also make sure we recognize that competitors will want to up their game, and that's why we're doing some of the divestitures. For those that end up at TELUS, will they have the opportunity to break the contract, renew the contract? Do we know any of the logistics of that? As well, of I would say this. For sure, the, we, we will um, ensure that customers that have contracts or what have you, everything will be honored. People aren't going to be, uh, it will not be in our interest at MTS and Bell MTS to have anyone concerned, and clearly it will not be in TELUS's interest to have anyone concerned, and we recognize that. But I think what it will do for the consumer, they'll have more choice, 
more investment in the province. Uh, and, you know, we did talk about making sure this becomes the Western Canada head office for Bell. And Bell, and putting together with MTS, that's 6,900 employees from here to the, you know, to the West Coast. And this is really not just a Canadian-wide uh, business with three or four players. This is a part of uh, the, the global economy now. Yeah. Yeah. And at times you wonder if there is local decision making that's going to happen. And I think there is always the fear as somebody that was born, raised and working in Manitoba that uh, with an outside interest coming in and buying and saying, yes, Western Canada headquarters will be in Winnipeg, that we're losing a, lit, a little bit of Winnipeg here to Toronto or Montreal. How do you address those concerns here that this is a city that's really trying to make a comeback that suddenly once again... Uh, yeah, there'll be a head office here, but the real decision-making is going somewhere else. Well, I would say this, first of all, to, to the listeners. You know, it's important to understand we obviously have a belief in the province or we wouldn't spend $4 billion. We wouldn't also announce an additional billion. Uh, this this province has the lowest unemployment in the country right now, so we're excited about the investment here. I mean, that's clearly. Secondly, it would be hard, and I can assure listeners, between Montreal and this Toronto issue at Bell, that and that that type of conversation never seems to go away. But it is a global business now, and you know, it really people hear this say, but truly, we have to scale up because you know, every day we're thinking about Google, we're thinking about Facebook now, we're thinking about how do we put those applications on. Netflix might compete with a TV business of Bell's, but it's a great service for internet users. You know, we've got to fit all that into the the puzzle. And from our perspective, we know now we need scale, not just at MTS. Bell needs scale as well if it's going to play on a global basis. And we're open to any competitor coming here in the world. We're, Canada's ready for that. But we've got to have our own scale to be able to play in that. Well, and it's interesting because we're going to go through the next round of CRTC hearings. We're going to have the federal government look at uh, CANCOM that one wonders that where this goes in the future. And, and my sense is that everybody is bulking up to take on maybe not just each other, but other global competitors at yeah, some point. Yeah, we clearly are. You know, if you look at a, a product like Crave TV, which uh, the listeners may not know, that's a Bell product that's national. And that's got HBO and all the different content and Canadian content. We compete every day to buy that content against a competitor like Netflix who's coming into Canada, and that's a great service. I don't want anyone to think we're, it's a competitor. We welcome competition. But we have to make sure we have a level playing field. And if we're going to do that, we're going to have to have some scale. If we want you know, successful Canadian companies that are strong provincially, but we do have to recognize that you know, we've got to get ourselves some scale. You know, I would say to the listeners, this is about a net investment in this province. I think that's the most important message we want people to have. And some pretty cool new services. You know, our, the IPTV service, we call it 5TV that we have. It has trending on the TV screen. It has uh, catch-up services, things that we will bring to the market. And hopefully those services will be as soon as we close. We're going to have to work hard at those things. Pleasure to meet you. Thank, Thank you. you so very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. I'm 680 CJOB's Richard Cluche with George Cope, the CEO of Bell Media, on their big $3.9 billion takeover of Manitoba Telecom. Richard Cloutier reports on 680 CJOB.